Welcome to the Pineapple Couch with B Rob. Today is Tuesday, December 15th, and uh, this is episode 68. We are going to be talking all about the NBA Western Conference today as we get ready for the NBA season, as well as we're going to be talking some Mandalorian. Spoiler alert, I'll put the time of when we start talking about that in the podcast notes. But we'll also talk about some of the Star Wars and Marvel announcements of what um, is going to be coming out in the next couple years or more, which is very exciting. So we'll get to that later in the pod. But first, we're going to be talking NBA before I get to that. Um, Thank you to everyone so much for listening, subscribing. Um, If you leave a five-star review with a comment and a question, we will get to that. We've actually gotten a few DMs on Instagram and Twitter since the last pod for some questions for our mailbag pod coming up. So that'll either be next Tuesday or next Thursday. I'm not exactly sure because we're also trying to get trivia going back, but we will see how that goes. Um... All right, I'm going to stop talking about this, and we'll get into episode 68. We're going to be talking about some NBA. I am joined by Josh Bilker. Josh, how you doing? Great. Ready for basketball. Super excited. Yeah, same, same, same. And then the dog, Mr. Big Dog. How you doing, Andrew? Fantastic as a Milwaukee fan. We yeah, saved so- the city. You want to save the city for five more years. <laughs> mm-hmm. Andrew, that's exactly what we're going to talk about first. Uh Giannis re-signing with the Bucks for I think five years, two hundred twenty-eight million. Andrew does not have to deal with the articles and rumors every day of him wanting to go to Miami, the Warriors, the Lakers, wherever it may be. Giannis, at least for now, is locked up in Milwaukee. Um, Andrew, I mean, you got to be really psyched, but you kind of don't seem as psyched as you should be. Because <laughs> I mean, it feels like the same team as the last year or two, and it's. It's great that we got Giannis and there's a shot and they can actually do something in the playoffs, but I mean, mm-hmm. there's still several moves or a huge move to be made. Like, I know they got Drew Holiday, um, they tried to get Bogdan, which didn't work out, but they still they need another superstar, but thank you, Giannis. That was step one. We have five years to figure this out. Josh, does he finish the five-year contract out in Milwaukee? Oh, God, you sound like ESPN. I heard this for like three weeks. All they were saying, how he's going to leave. I'm, just, like, I'm, not, well, I'm just trying to be a dick. Giannis might have yeah, right off the bat. <laughs> um, that was just me trying to poke the dog. God, poke the dog. Bark. <laughs> I, I think he will. I, I agree. I think the only way, it's not going to be like a... It's not going to be like an Anthony Davis repeat. Like there's, I don't see that at all where yeah. he's wearing the shirts and he's, you know, talking the rumors and he's really playing into his sitting games. I think it's going to be, if it happens, it's going to be like a mutual parting, if anything. Like it's like, all right, we did all we could and now it's time for better, mm-hmm. better pastures, if just, it happens at all. But, I think he'll finish out the contract, but that is for time to tell. We'll talk more about the Bucks next week on our full season gambling and MVP and all that sort of preview. Probably be coming out next Sunday night. Um, but I have a series of questions I want to ask you gentlemen about the Western Conference, and then we'll go into my power rankings and you can critique them. But I just want to say first, we, we do not body shame at the Pineapple Couch. We do not weight shame. But James Harden is fat as fuck. <laughs> Holy shit. If you don't, if you're listening to this podcast and don't know what I'm talking about, look up the trending James Harden photo because he looks like, like 2013 Eddie Lacy. <laughs> like, With Gary looks, Blount, Eddie Lacy, anyone. <laughs> I mean, like just like, it's like, it's kind of like the evolution of Tim Allen in the Santa Claus movies. <laughs> what's going on here? I've just been watching those with Marley and like, 
James Harden. He has the beard and everything, and now he's swelling up like old Jolly Saint Nick. Um, yeah, so suck it, James Harden. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get into um, the questions I have. To, oh, that wasn't the, a question. If if James Harden, no, that spot. that was just that was mainly a statement. <laughs> that was just um, a fact. I think. Yeah. Um, my questions for the NBA Western Conference. I'm gonna start one. This is very broad, but. Can anyone stop the Lakers in this Western Conference, Josh? Uh, n- <sighs> yes, but I don't think it's going to be who we think it is. I guess I, I don't okay. think it's the Clippers, but it's there. There, there are teams. I'm gonna just hint at it. I think the younger team is going to get better, and maybe even the Warriors. Maybe I don't know. Fucking shooting can dominate this mm-hmm. fucking team. I think as well. I. Th- but they definitely got better, and that's scary. From uh, yeah. last Andrew, year. yes, uh, someone's going to stop the Lakers this year. Really? So, if I were to present to both of you the field versus the Lakers, you would both take the field. I would take the field. Yes, yeah, I would as well. But I do think I am obviously a LeBron hater, but that Lakers team looks very, very, very scary. Obviously, with the additions of Marcus Gasol, we'll get to that a little and bit that's more why when we talk favorite, about power rankings. You know, for sure. Yeah. Um, Josh, this question is mainly for you. How do the Clippers rebound from – it wasn't a bad season, but obviously a blow, blowing a 3-1 lead, getting a new coach. Obviously, you signed Paul George. There's all this negative talk about this team and Kawhi wanting the star treatment, yada, yada, yada. How does this Clippers team rebound? What do you see in this team this year? I don't know. They, they really didn't fix much is, is the they thing. That's Serge. Yeah, that's the big thing too. Is they got Kawhi another dancing partner, right? Somebody that actually likes Kawhi and like, <laughs> Kawhi likes back because apparently that was one of the big problems too. Is Kawhi was kind of alienated from the team as well last year. Um, I I'm worried chemistry is going to be a really hard thing to judge. I think, but they looked a little stiff in the preseason. It's the preseason, but I didn't love what I saw. Serge looks great though, but I it's really a time will tell. And it doesn't really matter what the record is. It's it's because this team is good enough to be the best team. It's really just it's it's a chemistry thing, and and that's gonna be it's just gonna be time. Time will tell. Mm-hmm. Andrew, what are your expectations for the Clippers this season? I think they're gonna be the same as last year. I think they're absolutely legit. I'm gonna give you a little ounce of optimism here, Josh. I know the oh, chemistry. I think, I mean, they signed Paul George. When they signed him, they had to have had several talks with, like, Kawhi, the team, Paul George, and everything when they were going to do this. Kawhi's still, like, a top three player, if not the best. We were, he was arguably better than LeBron James. KD was out last year. He was the man two or three years ago, and he's still the man. And I don't see why adding Serge Ibaka, if Paul George does anything, what he can do, they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, let's move on to another team here in the Western Conference that I think is going to be very, very dangerous this year. But this is not about the team. This is really about a specific player. I'm going to talk about the Nuggets later, but Jamal Murray, Josh, took a significant leap in the playoffs last year in terms of he was a bona fide star, borderline superstar. How he was playing, obviously, we talked about the Clippers blow a 3-1 lead. That was to Jamal Murray, Nicole Jokic, and the Nuggets. Do we think that Jamal Murray is going to do we think that leap he made in the playoffs is permanent? I guess is my question, Josh. No, no. I I think it's Ooh. it's it's been. I mean, this has been because I, di- I, I disagree. Career. But go. 
I think he's been streaky his entire career so far. I mean, I know it's still a young career, but I mean, he's he's got the money, he's got the extension. It's still Jokic's team, and I don't think anything's going to change with that either. Murray's just going to be a streaky guy like he always is. He's he's good. I I don't think he's he's I don't I don't mean to this sounds like an insult and it kind of is, I guess. But I think it's just going to be flashes in and out of it is the same thing. We're going to see the same guy over and over again. However, come playoff time, if he can hit 10 out of 10 like he did last season, yeah, I think it's going to be fucking scary. But I think it's still streaky. I want I want okay. some consistency in the regular season. To counter your point, I and this will reflect in my rankings maybe a little later. I believe I think this Nuggets team is so good, and I think we saw what we saw from Jamal Murray last year in the playoffs was more in a flash in a pan. I think this guy's a borderline going to be a borderline superstar. The way he can shoot and get buckets, and you got to think that last year that type of playoff performance um, gave him some more confidence going into this year. So I'm buying a lot of Jamal Murray stock. Um, Andrew, I have a question for you. Go for it. What are your expectations for this Warriors team this season without Clay Thompson? Okay, so last year, when you were sat on the couch and Steph Curry got hurt and everything, when it was pouring rain for you all last year, sports-wise. So, and Game of Thrones. The one thing, yeah, that was that followed up yeah, pretty it's, well. It's been tough. Pop, me, yeah, ago, pop culture, sports have been a rough 2020-2019 for you. Um, however, Jesus. when you make five straight championships you get a little tired and you know what's the best thing in the world that can happen you get a year off especially on such a confusing year with covid so many precautions and then having to do the bubble they got to avoid everything and just be on vacation literally for a year and everyone's yep. secretly kind of forgetting about how good this team can be and it's like oh yeah steph curry made 415 threes one year draymond green could be pretty good i know they lost clay thompson but hey they got Andrew Wiggins, who if anyone's going to figure it out, I think Steph Curry in the Warriors culture is someone mm, yes, that suits Andrew Wiggins because he's kind of like a quiet little guy. He's an Andrew. Sometimes Andrew's a little quiet guy. It's Andrew Wiggins. Same thing. Um, they got James Wiseman. Yep. And that's supposed to be, I mean, number two pick. So you have a lot of talent yeah. there. Curry can take over. They got a year off. They're hungry. They've got a lot to prove. And I think they're an unforgotten team somehow, even though they went to five straight championships. Mm -hmm. This team, I see, they're they're in my top four of the Western Conference. I I'm gonna jump in. I'll get to the Warriors in a little bit. I really you're preaching to the choir there, Andrew. I like that. I also want to mention the addition of Kelly Oubre. I think the Warriors, what what that was obviously you think of the shooting with them, but another thing that's been so instrumental in their champion runs, championship runs has been the versatility and the switchability of all their players. And if you look at their roster this year, they have gone like supercharged into that type of philosophy. If you look who's on their team. So um, I'll be honest, like before clay got hurt and I was assuming they were going to get wise men, I would have predicted the warriors to win the Western conference. I would have put a future on them to win the championship. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, I, like, by I, by winning the Western Conference, like, yeah. I kind of, yeah, by winning it all, I would have. Now I think that they become more of a dark horse because I losing Clay Thompson. I, I I love everything you said, Andrew, and I agree with all of it. But one thing, after I do that to myself, and I convince myself the Warriors can do that, you got to remember, and I have to remember, Clay Thompson when he is healthy is a top. 12 player in the nba to have top 10 player in the playoffs definitely to have like how versatile he he is and what he provides to the warriors 
it, that's that's hurting their ceiling. I don't think it's impossible for what them right. to do, but they're definitely a dark horse now compared. And I don't think you were saying anything different than that. But um, I do think the rest factor that you mentioned is huge. Just a mental and, break too. Like they just got to avoid everything last year and continue. Well, and Andrew, you know who was ranked ahead of Steph Curry this year in NBA player power rankings? You're gonna say Damian Lillard, aren't you? Yeah. So I mean, there you go. It's Steph's just, it's coming just, for revenge. There's things. Steph's gonna go off this there, year, and, and it's even for like Andrew Wiggins. Like I mean, the guy's a number I one over pick, and he's 24, 25. He's gonna like be Clay Thompson, or you're gonna have enough usage there. James Wiseman, if you're a good rookie and you blow up, why couldn't Steph work one of the, the yeah. best point guard? Why couldn't he the work number with two him? pick in the draft? Why couldn't you're drafting you work a superstar well? potentially? Josh, what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, I've talked about this uh, a while ago, but honestly, you you really Ober, between Ubre and Wiggins, you really only need one of those guys to be like good is the thing. And I think that's a very good possibility because I I think they're both really solid players, both really young guys still. The and uh, both coming into a new change of scenery. I yeah, I think uh, Wiggins for sure with the new uh, training staff and culture around him can be a completely transcendent player. I don't think all star level, but you know, like I think he could be a really solid contributor if he actually tries on defense and et cetera. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't need, he is not needed offensively really with this team. But I'm I'm really excited. I'm also very high on the Warriors. They they did not crack my top four, but I'm still very high on them as an upset team come playoffs. Okay. Um. Next thing I wanted to talk about was um. So you can get the MVP odds on Luka Doncic right now at plus four hundred. He's the favorite. Also, I believe. I think Giannis was the favorite. I thought. No, it's 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 Luca on most sites okay. I've seen. Yeah, because three right, beats damn. are very very rare. But yeah. I, I guess it could happen. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, are we buying the Luca MVP? I will start. I think it's a lot to put him as the favorite, but I guess Josh, that's a great point with the three peat thing with Giannis. He was I'm, top three I, last year. I mean, I'm buying it. I think Luca could totally throw an MVP season out this year because I do think that the Lakers will probably get that one seed, but LeBron and Davis will, in a way, load manage, which they should because they barely got an off season. So I do think we'll see that. I don't think Kawhi is the type of player who you won't win. wins MVPs. I think if I were to put it between two people, I'll give out my official pick next week. I think it's Luca or Durant. Uh, let's go for it, Josh. I'm still on Tatum. I I <laughs> I sent uh, I sent Brian a picture on Twitter uh, like what, a couple days ago. Jason Tatum is six foot eleven now. <laughs> he fucking grew two inches. This is like Giannis level of like height growth, and because Giannis is now like a legitimate seven footer. I talked all last week about why I think the Celtics and Jason Tatum in a new role is. Uh, potentially the MVP, and also you just get better odds on it is really why I also throw him out. Yes, Luka is an MVP caliber player, but the problem is with the West, it's so fucking stacked, I just don't see the Mavericks getting higher than the 5 or 6 seed is the problem, and I don't know if that wins you an MVP season. Also, Kristaps is probably going to be out for the first couple months, maybe. Not couple months, but first month or two. Um I love Josh Richardson, and I love this Mavs team. Offensively, they're the greatest team in history last year. They have, they posted the best offensive rating in NBA history, um, and, and that's all Luka. And like I said, MVP caliber player. I'm just 
I'm I don't see it. I don't think he's gonna win it though. Mm-hmm. Andrew, any closing thoughts on that? The like two people I like. One, I love Kevin Durant. That would be my real pick. He's gonna come back. Two, you're not gonna like it. I think Damian Lillard could win it this year because I think he could do the control of narrative, and if he's got a lot of hype. I think you can do it. Yeah, that'll be contingent on how Portland does in the regular season. And, I mean, I just think one thing – I think I've picked Damian Lillard to win MVP before after we see how good he is in the playoffs. But for some reason, I feel like every year Portland just digs themselves as a whole and then they come storming in. So at the end of the season, you're like, oh, my God, Damian Lillard's so good. And then I don't think he he kind of gets written out of the MVP conversation because he's usually like, what, he's in that six to eight seed range. Usually, but we'll see. Andrew, I don't think that's a bad pick at all. Um, Speaking of the Blazers, Andrew, incredible, incredible segue right there. Um, I had a question for you, Josh, of what does Robert Robert Covington addition for the Blazers, does that to you vault them up? Is this huge? What do you think? Yes, it's huge. Um, Again, though, I just don't know how far they can make it in the stacked West. I'm probably the highest person on Robert Covington in the world, probably. I fucking love this man. He's he's fucking great. He's one of the most solid um, role-playing kind of guys I think you can get in the league still. Mm-hmm. Great defender, pretty good shot, et cetera. Versatility on everywhere else. Um, I the, Again, the problem is, is I don't think this is going to vault them into a top five seed. I, I don't see that either, though, is the problem. Mm-hmm. And... I, I love the Blazers and I love them again as like an upset team, probably as a lower seed, but I don't think they're going to get home court advantage personally. Okay. All right. Um, I kind of agree with that. Uh, next question. I'm going to start with Andrew and then I will go to you, Josh. Andrew, do you think the Pelicans with Zion Williamson are a playoff team next year or this year? Okay. So it's pretty much comes down to teams kind of like the Blazers, Jazz, yeah, we can wait a little. Actually, let's so, wait a little on that because we'll just get into that question when we do our power. But I mean, they'll so. be in the hunt. If my question is they'll absolutely, be it'll be it'll come down to the last two weeks. They're a playing team, I think potentially, okay. but I don't I don't okay. see them as a top eight. All right. Um. Next question for the two of you. I'm gonna go to Josh here, and then to Big Dog. How do you see? Actually, Andrew, I'll go to you first here. How do you see CP3 working out with Devin Booker and the Suns? I think CP3. I think CP3 is really good. I mean, no, duh. He's really good. I think he'll mm-hmm. fit in very well because he's a true point guard. He's very good at being a floor general. I think Devin Booker can just start shooting the ball and not having to worry about facilitating the office, offense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Suns made a great move there, and they will be playoff contenders. I agree completely. Josh, what are you thinking? We saw last year what happened when you interject Chris Paul into a relatively mid team in the thunder right mm-hmm. and they they shot up to the fucking four and five seed he's gonna do the same thing again this year he's legitimately one of the best true point guards still in this league he's gonna make this entire team around him better get a winning culture i'm very fucking high on the suns as a regular season team i think deandre Aiden's you- gonna take a huge leap devin booker playing with a real point guard for the first time in his career last year he had a terrific year all-star mm-hmm. season it's going to be even better here. He's getting even older. He, I think Devin Booker is like 23. He's turning 24 this year. Yeah, he's super young. Super young. DeAndre Aiden, 22. I fucking, I love the Suns. I love the Suns. 
I really yeah, I, I'm also very high on the Suns, and Andrew, I think we both brought this up, but Andrew, I think the biggest point with the Suns and this team is CP3 now can facilitate the offense for Devin Booker, and Devin Booker can do, he's a, he's obviously a great shooter off the pull-up and handling the ball, but the he's an unbelievable catch-and-shoot three-point shooter as well, and then Josh, the Aiton leap, him getting to play with Chris Paul, Holy shit. Yeah, As they, a young big man, very few, very few point guards, if any, you'd rather play with. Than exactly. And he's looked great in preseason already with uh, the Chris Paul, DeAndre Aiden connection. I've seen a couple of plays that I'm like, wow, yeah. this is going to be scary. It's weird because um, usually when you think about super highly drafted big men in their younger years, they never get to play with good point guards. But this year, at least we're seeing, we got Wiseman going to getting to play with Curry, which is exciting. And then obviously this eight and Paul pairing. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to this quite a bit. Um, so my next question, though, Josh, this one goes for you. This was a team that was uh, the eight seed going into the bubble and then lost it out to the Blazers. They also lost Jaron Jackson Jr. for the season. Can the Grizzlies make the playoffs this year? I, I don't know if Jaron Jackson's out for the season completely confirmed. At least a good amount of time. A good amount it's of time. It's a gnarly injury. It is. And and exactly Towards ACL, what, right? Uh yes. Yeah. It's it's gonna be bad. And I yeah, I don't see them making the playoffs at all. And again, maybe in the East, maybe John Moran, if another huge fucking leap he could do something similar to Luca with Mavericks last year. But no. Uh there's there's no way. I don't even think they make the the plan just because there's 10 other teams i think that are better than them currently i love the grizzlies too and it's a shame but i i just i don't see it i see the kings as a better route even and i don't even have them make the playoffs either the west is very brutal um let's table the james harden situation till next week because he's playing with the rockets tonight we know he wants a trade we i just don't know I don't, know. I don't know what's going to happen here, and I'm not. I don't want to waste the listeners' time guessing again. So we will, as soon as something with that happens, we will be on it. But as of right now, we're going to wait a little on James Harden. Josh, real quick, just if James Harden does stay, I think the Rockets actually have a decent roster. I don't think they're going to yeah. be amazing, but um, I think Demarcus playoffs. Cousins and John Wall have looked great. Yeah, I, I think I have them at, in the playoffs, just at the 8-9 range, give or take. I, I think that they're they're good enough for that. James Harden is so fucking good still that it's not going to matter in the regular season, I think. John Wall, I, I again, he's looked pretty good preseason. I don't know how much analysis you want to take into the preseason and whatnot, um, but John he Wall— He has the step. He looks quick. That's what, he we're, looks, that's what he you looks wanted good. to see. He's facilitating well. DeMarcus Cousins, again, also, he's he's also looked pretty good, too. All right, gentlemen, let's go into the NBA, just Western Conference power rankings. I'll give you guys mine, and you can disagree or agree. Um, I have, as the number one team in the Western Conference going into the season, I think it should be the it's the Lakers. Any disagreements there? I mean, we talk about what they they add with Marc Gasol, obviously. You got guys like uh, THT, Talon Horton-Tucker, I believe, showing yeah. out in the preseason. Dennis Schroeder is a big um, addition. I just think that this team is better than it was last year. And um, I, I I hate to say it, but the Lakers are the number one seed. Yeah. Um, Taylor Horn Tucker, uh, 
been great in the preseason. I, I don't think that's going to necessarily translate to regular season success because everybody is is very high They're on so THT, high on him. Very high. I I think it's trending. The realistic um scenario for him is that he's a he's another Kuzma type deal. He's another role player. He's going to be um like uh wh- what are those what are those players called? I forget. Like the heat check players. The I can't yeah, think of, like, like the microwave kind of players where yeah, you just kind of uh-huh. heat up randomly type thing. And that's all that you really want from him. You don't want him to be another star really and whatnot. But maybe maybe he does turn into that. He's still like 20 years old, super fucking young. But, yeah, uh, t- slow your roll on THD. But he is, he's looked very good. I mean, yeah, I, I just – I'm not that high on him necessarily. Oh, I, I just meant though, the, Jesus the Lakers fans more so. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's freaking trending, like the number two trending thing on Twitter the other night. Like, what is going on? Um, My number two team. Here's where I guess we'll probably all disagree – my number two team in the Western Conference for the regular season, and I do believe this for the playoffs, is the Nuggets. We're going to agree. I, yeah. I love the Nuggets. I think that they're building. I think the potential of Michael Porter Jr. is insane when you think about adding him to this team. Um, I obviously love Jokic. He's the best big man outside of Anthony Davis in the NBA. I, I think that him versus Anthony Davis is an actual conversation, and not that many people would want to have it, but... I might even lean Jokic of who I would rather have out of those two. That is not even a slight on Anthony Davis at all. Nicole Jokic, though, is is that good. And like I kind of hinted at earlier, Josh, I am incredibly high on Jamal Murray. I think that what we saw last year, what he showed, not many players can do that. And that ability, I think the confidence will go through. I think Mike Malone is one of the best coaches in the NBA. I think the Nuggets will be the two seed, and I don't just say that for the regular season. I like them more than the Clippers this year. I disagree. I like the Clippers more here at I number two. So I got I have the Clippers at number two behind the Lakers. Just same reasons I said earlier. I think Kawhi and everything, they kind of figure it out and they bounce back. Because they were really good. I mean, they had a lot of ups and downs, but when they were up, they are so good and they're unstoppable. Josh, what are you thinking? The regular season, the Nuggets are probably going to get the higher seed than the Clippers, but their their ceiling, I think we saw their ceiling potentially. I mean, unless Michael Porter, he's probably due for another leap, but that was like the best the Nuggets are think are going to be. Say Jokic and Murray are too. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that that's that could be true. Um, they did lose Jeremy Grant, who was a significant role player for them. Uh, I mean, that's a kind of a whatever. They did get Jermichael Green from the Clippers, who I really like as a defender. Um, but it's uh, Jeremy Grant was definitely much better. Uh, and I mean, we're we're you know splitting hairs at this point talking about Jeremy Grant. Uh, but mm-hmm. regular season wise, yes, this team is going to be fucking unreal. It's super hard to play in Denver. They're going to be the two seed. I I I agree with you there. Power rankings wise, I would I would favor the Clippers though in a seven, in another seven game series. <laughs> okay, well we'll see. Um, my number three team, I do have the Clippers. I don't think there's a giant gap between the Nuggets and Clippers at all. I just I'm gonna the Nuggets came back from a three one lead. They're a young team, and I just imagine them getting better. But the Clippers, yeah, I think that they are still a hundred percent in the mix. I kind of weirdly like them even more because of against the Lakers because of how like high everyone is on the Lakers. This could be the time. This is like when Kawhi strikes, I feel like. Exactly. Um that could be could be approaching that storyline. Um I just 
the Paul George stuff is weird. And the extension just in the midst of all those stories is also weird. But, I mean, we're splitting hairs. I have them as the number three team in the West and definitely probably a top five team in the league. Uh, Very good. Could win it all. Josh. Real quick, uh, I just want to talk about there's a weird beef going on between him and Doc Rivers that I don't know yeah, if you've, it's, have you yeah, seen. It's yeah, weird. Yeah, so just real quick to, to just recap it. Paul George has been complaining all offseason about how he was misused, apparently, um, where he was used as like a J.J. Redick type, Ray Allen type, as a, as a catch-and-shoot player coming off of screens. The statistics would show you that's not true. He's actually had the, the complete opposite. <laughs> it's the complete opposite <laughs> of that. Where he's actually had the highest usage rate in, in pick and rolls as the ball handler. He's had the ball in in his hands the most he's ever had in his entire fucking career. And then somebody asked Doc Rivers about that, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about either." Like, there's clearly we made an effort to make him the primary ball handler in a couple of big plays and whatnot. Paul he, George was fucking Doc Rivers' daughter. Or was engaged or some shit, and then got another girl pregnant and cheated on her with a stripper. So that's that's let's, all this is. Let's remember just that a little that big happened. family feud. Get Doc out. He got the cancer out. He's not saying he's cancer, but they got the drama out. I, I think it's Paul George it is in the wrong very clearly in this. In this <laughs> well, he's two hundred ten million reasons to differ yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah, I, I agree though. That sucks that you stay on that contract. Yeah. I'd be so pissed. <laughs> So my number three, I have the Mavs here. I freaking love Luka Doncic. They're one Ooh. of the most efficient offensive teams. They almost beat the Clippers. They had the Clippers and they didn't beat them. Um, yeah, the Porzingis injury probably. You yeah, that's you're potentially. You're, and you're, so and I believe bad. they traded Seth Curry for Josh Richardson, right? And obviously yeah. Seth Curry is an elite, is a great shooter. But what do they need? They needed some defense, and I think Josh Richardson brings that. Good point. Um, they, very good point. They also good. got James Johnson too, and that's also they they needed a fucking dog to protect uh, uh, Luca because he was getting kind of bitched around by um, Montrez and uh, Morris. I hate Montrez Harrell. Yeah, I, I do too. After after this offseason. I was never super big on him, but so, yeah, you have an on, MVP season. Why aren't you a three seed at least? Right? Yeah, I, that's a great point, Andrew. Um, so at four, I have the Warriors. Um. I think you can call this a homer pick if you want, but um, I really like what they've added, and I think the Ubre addition is just giant. Um, I think what we can Underrated. see, I think, yeah, I think sure. Wiggins is um, definitely a most improved player candidate. If we can see him, he seems to be totally buying in on everything I've read. Again, that might not be anything, but you like what you've seen so far, and I think that the Warriors. Um, the reason I like them at this four is because I do think. There's a good chance we get a fuck you season from Steph Curry of him being like, what the hell? You guys are all forgetting about this. There was some poll I saw. I might have said this the other pod, but there's literally a poll I saw on um, Twitter, Instagram or something from the NBA or Bleacher Report where it's like, who would you want pulling up from 40 of anyone in the league? Dame Lillard or Trey Young? It was like, what? It's Stephen Curry. He changed basketball. Did you say Trey like, Young and who? Damian Lillard. Yeah. It's like who would you rather have pull up? It's like well, no, it's Steph Curry who you would want to pull up. And so I, that's why I like them at four. Um, but I do think I would not be shocked if they end up at six. But I, I expect a big season from Steph this year. We'll see. Um, hopefully everyone can stay healthy and all that. But I do 
like the swishability of those two wings at four. What do you guys think of that? I actually, I have I... the Warriors at four too. Same exact reasons. Fuck you, season. It's kind of why I picked the Clippers at two, and this is why the Warriors are going for four for me. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, I, I actually have I have the Suns here um, over over the Warriors. Whoa. Um, yeah, oh, I, I know. It. I, that's Whoa, horny dog. I love it. It's, Whoa. it's here's a, here's my reasoning behind it. There's always a fucking team that makes a fucking leap. Always. There's there's just something more beyond the usual suspects. And people are really high on the Suns, obviously. And originally, yeah, I was thinking, yeah, the Suns are probably in the seven six range, maybe more so. I think the Suns. Regardless, this is a season projection, not necessarily the power rankings. So I have the Suns being a better regular season team than the other teams because I don't think they're going to be doing too much come playoffs. But this regular season team, they're going to win a lot of fucking games with Chris Paul there. We ju- we already talked about it a lot. I, the Warriors also very high, and I don't know how the math is going to work with Pacific Division games and whatnot. No, true. So that's the only thing I'm worried about is that I could be completely wrong where one of these teams is going to take a huge hit in in all re- in all likelihood it might just be the kings and everybody fucking just bullies the kings and they go on an 0 and 72 season or something like that but um yeah i i love the suns i think they're going to be monty williams is a great head coach i think they're going to continue their bubble success let's ride them at four all right the, you're pretty high on them putting them at four i have at number five i have the dallas mavericks um I was toying with them at four, the Warriors and Mavs. I could not decide. Andrew, I love everything you said about the, especially the addition of Josh Richardson. Um, and you're hoping for a healthy Kristaps Porzingis. Dwight Powell was injured last year, and he's a great pick and roll guy with Luca. Um, and I think Luca is at a point where he is a top five, maybe player in the league. And so him at them at five, I could see them going as high as two or three. I don't know. That's how good Luka Doncic is. But I have them at five. Um, who do you guys have at five? Five, I got the Denver Nuggets here. I mean, I just yeah. – they were they were so good last year. I, I just think the Warriors and Mavs have a higher ceiling and the more star power. But the, if you want consistency, Denver Nuggets. Okay. Um, Josh. I have the Warriors here. Um, okay. I, I originally had the Mavs here, and I flipped them. I, I – Love the Warriors for everything we said, and you said it better than I could. Uh, Steph Curry is going to be on an absolute fucking tear and probably a good Dark Horse MVP as well, potentially, because we were talking Mm -hmm. about – I don't know. We didn't talk about this necessarily last year, but he was my favorite Dark Horse MVP candidate last year just to have a complete fuck you season after Durant left and as a -hmm. a pretty high seed. Yeah, okay. So um, at six – I actually do have the Suns. I like what I I like. I think we're gonna see. I just think they have so many pieces that you add Chris Paul to that. That this Suns team is arguable. I think is better than last year's Thunder team. The pieces you have around him, a little younger for sure. I really like what they can do. Um, and I do think they are actually a pesky team in the playoffs. I, like for I think that this team could give any team in this conference a run for their money in the playoffs because you have Chris Paul, obviously, but Devin Booker is the type of guy who could score 50 points in a game just out of nowhere. And, like, Devin Booker is the type of guy who, even if he's playing against, like, a Kawhi Leonard, a LeBron James, he could be the best player on the floor because of his shooting. It's kind of like Curry-esque, you know? He can just 
go off. And you give him Chris Paul, and you, you're you obviously banking on Aiton being a big step up. Not that he was bad, but you want that also defensively. That's why I like this, the Suns here at six. Yeah, I got the Suns here at six too because I think this is the team that takes a step like you guys are saying. They finished off 8-0. That was pre-Chris Paul, so they already have a little momentum going in thinking, hey, we were right there and nobody thought of us as like a legit team. Aiton, I mean, if he has same kind of thing with James Wiseman, if they just play and they're there, um, I don't see why the Suns can't take a huge mm-hmm. leap. And Josh, we you you're obviously high on the Suns as well. Yeah. Josh, what do you have at six? Um, well, just real quick, um, I, Aiden as a uh, most improved, I think, is also probably really good value. Ooh, also, that's, I like that's, that. That's, that's a, it's a good pick. Um, I have at six. I have the Mavs here. I mean, we're we're all just kind of saying the same teams, just in different, slightly different order. Uh, same reason. Luka Doncic is is a superstar caliber player. They were the seven seed last year. Their roster, I think, is better. The Porzingis injury is somewhat shitty earlier on but again this offense under rick carlisle was elite last year Mm -hmm. and so i think they're going to take another step with luca as well i think they're going to be better than they were last year fortunately just for me it's just one more seed up i I just think the west is so fucking good okay um at seven i have the rockets assuming james harden stays on the team and i think honestly that's kind of, if James Harden stays on the team, they could get as high as like four or five. I mean, I don't, I'm not the giant James Harden fan, but what I do know is he can score in the regular season. And so I have them at seven if James Harden is there. If he leaves, obviously they're not making the playoffs, but I just want to, if James Harden's there, they're this, I think they are definitely a playoff team. Um, because if you think about it, John Wall, Eric Gordon, James Harden, PJ Tucker, Demarcus Cousins, Christian Wood. It's a you good have some roster. pieces there. It's a good roster. Yeah. It's, I think it makes the playoffs. surprisingly good. Yeah, so I have them at the seven. Um, any, what do you got, Josh? I have the Blazers here. Um, I, I just think that they've gotten better. And again, I, I would love to see them higher than this, personally. But uh, Damian Lillard, a fully healthy Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum season is going to be really fucking hard to beat. And, uh, again, Robert Covington, I love to death. Nurkic, I think, is the real deal. He looked great in the bubble as well. And that was also the problem, too, is they were missing him. Uh, they also got Harry Giles, I believe, as well. And, yeah, that's a good pickup. And Derek Jones Jr., I think, is going to be pretty valuable to them as well. I just think this is a good it's a good roster. I, I don't have them. I, I mean, I could see them going as, as far as four, maybe, as well. But I seven is where I have them because I really am really high on the Blazers, and but that's, okay. despite them being that low. Yeah, Andrew. Yeah, I agree with you here, Josh. I had the Blazers at seven as well. Um, same kind of reasoning. They got Covington, Derek Jones, and they re-signed my boy Carmelo Anthony. And that's how who doesn't like that story? Yes. Uh, Damian Lillard, if he is an MVP, will if he has an MVP type of season, I don't see why they couldn't jump to four or three kind of like you said um i i mean i agree with all the things you guys saying about how they are dangerous with the addition of covington but there's no way in this world they ever would sniff a three or a four this team does not have an ounce of defense that they can play besides robert covington like it's just and i don't know maybe i'm biased because i have that like just every year they kind of come out flat and then they come out firing but i just with these other teams I 
I the Blazers they just I don't know they I don't trust them all the time and I'm so I'm gonna do something controversial. I don't have the Blazers at eight. Fuck. I have the ja- I have the Jazz because the Jazz win regular season games. The Blazers are definitely gonna be in the plan and probably beat the Jazz. But in terms of the regular season, I will take the Jazz over the Blazers because they just kind of manufacture wins in a way. And I just think that, um, I don't know, I don't love having to, I don't love the backcourt of CJ and Dame because of neither are good defenders. When you think about what makes Clay and Curry so great, not to bring it back to the Warriors, it's because Clay can D up. And CJ McCollum is McCollum is an incredibly undersized two guard. So it's like essentially when you get into those big games against guys like Kawhi and LeBron and they're switching, Dame and CJ are targets. Like Steph Curry is a target. You have two of those targets. Um, so I have the Jazz at eight. Um, I just, I mean, I'm not even that high on the Jazz. I just know that they'll always do better than we want them to do or think we'll do. Um, but I do have, I have the Blazers at nine. So. I think you're a little spiteful with all the Damian Lillard hype that's been going on over, over. Or maybe I had to Venmo a stupid fuck from Oregon $50 last night because the fucking Browns take a safety at the end. Bullshit. Bullshit. Freaking bought a half point, too. I had three and a half, so I actually had it. Oh, my God. Oh, that's that's such horseshit. But, I mean, I honestly, like... Like maybe you saying I'm being spiteful, but like I was kidding. Anyways. The Blazers were the nine or ten seed going but into the bubble. That was last without year. a lot of their big men. Zach Collins and Nurkic were out for like the entire season. Those are big regular season parts of their team. They had to pick up Carmelo mm-hmm. to even have a shot. Honestly, is is the storyline yeah. you could run with? Yeah, I just think the Jazz have proved a better regular season. It's fair, that, and it's they're not a flashy pick at all. But I mean, Blazers at nine, and then I'll. Say I have the Pelicans at ten. Andrew, you want to run your your. your so I down? got. Same thing. I mean, if so, I have the I have the Jazz at nine here. We're at nine. We're at nine. Eight. No, no, no. We're at eight. Eight. We're at eight. I have the Jazz at eight, but I would eight, put nine, the ten. Rockets at eight, pending James Harden. So it's like Rockets eight, Jazz nine, and then I'm gonna put the Pelicans at ten as well. That's that's what I have actually, almost exactly. Um, the, the, here's the one thing I think that we might worry about the Jazz is there's still probably some chemistry issues between Gobert and Mitchell. I think Mitchell is is the real fucking deal, and he's fucking fantastic. Gobert's an upcoming free agent, and I think we've already kind of seen the ceiling of this team though, and they can't really do too much. I, I I'm a little worried. To be fair, um. The other Bogdanovich was hurt in the bubble. I think he got hurt yeah. early on, or I don't even think he showed up. And maybe and that's, that's the difference. Maybe, And that's that probably giant. the difference between the Nuggets um, series as well. But um, Oh, no, the Jazz are not in the League of the Nuggets. We don't need to go that I'm far, saying but... with the playoff series last year, because they took them to seven, the Nuggets is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, I, I didn't understand The that. Bogdanovich, I think, is is could have been the factor there. Um my my point is though Gobert as an upcoming free agent I just they're gonna probably have to pay him because it's the fucking Utah Jazz but this team isn't gonna win a championship as it is Josh right now. is just hates Utah I made a huge enemy of Stephen Facer some would say <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah wait Josh so you have recap me eight nine ten I have the Jazz 
Rockets, Pelicans. Okay. And, and are you so you have the you have the Rockets at nine. I do. And are you what if you think James Harden plays, that doesn't change that. If James Harden plays, I, I think they could probably get to up to maybe the six, maybe. But I, I'm I'm really high still. This is on the fat Rockets. James Harden, so maybe like I, eight seed tops. I just think that there's a chance that even if he doesn't get traded right now, he's going to be really unhappy, pouting a lot, maybe sitting games. He's going to do the Anthony yeah, Davis that happens. That's a good point. Tough. He's going to do um, that. And so That's I think he could be it couldn't be it could be until the offseason. I think this team is still good enough though that I it might not necessarily matter. I mean obviously they still need James Harden to play to make the playoffs. Well, you know what? I think you're right. Fuck it. I'm going to throw the I had the the Rockets at 7. I'm going to bump the Jazz down to 7, the Blazers at 8 and the Rockets at 9. The fat James Harden thing, I I can't get that out of my head, Andrew. <laughs> you, you're right. <laughs> if that's not a Air sign Gordon's- of what's to come, you know. And Eric Gordon sucks. He he looks, still he's looked good How so far in the preseason, though. He's he's been like he's been good. Remember when the turtle. NBA vetoed the Chris Paul trade because it was like it was unfair to send Pau Gasol for Chris Paul, and yeah. but Eric Gordon was enough. Like Jesus, God, David Stern. Oh, I guess he's dead. Sorry. All right. <laughs> Um, let's let's talk about the Pelicans real quick because I you think you said it, not me. <laughs> a lot of people are are still very high on this young Pelicans team, right? I mean, obviously Zion has been fucking fantastic. He didn't look great in the bubble. Brandon Ingram was the most improved player. They added Eric Bledsoe in the off season, so now they have like four point guards. <laughs> Eric Bledsoe. I'm just telling you, the weirdest thing though. <laughs> That's. <laughs> I'm laying out the case. Did you just say they added Eric Bledsoe as a positive. I'm giving you the case. I'm just saying there's this. There's the case. Is the thing. I'm not saying oh, I'm. That's a bad I'm case. <laughs> I'm just telling you that this is the objective. Eric Bledsoe stepping in for Drew Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, it's, it's still, they still have Reddick, but here's the weirdest thing that they did in the offseason that I think people are really excited about is the thing. Is adding Steven Adams is really fucking weird, guys. I, I don't think people are really Steven Adams is a great player. He's a great center. So they do not believe in like Jackson Hayes or whatever. Yes. Like... They also have Jackson Hayes and, and I don't think he does much more. He's obviously much better than Jackson Hayes. That's that's not that doesn't have to be said. But um the spacing is going to be really fucking weird with Zion and Steven Adams potentially in in your front court. Like, wh- what the fuck is going on there? Like, there's no shooting between them. And then also you have Lonzo Ball and Eric Bledsoe, which Lonzo Ball was a decent three-point shooter and hope you can continue that, obviously. But I, I'm, I'm worried about the spacing of this team. It's, it's going to be a really weird constructed team, I have a feeling, even though they looked really good uh, at the end of last offseason as well. But... I don't know. I I, I think kind of sounds like you enough. like the Grizzlies more, Josh. <laughs> I I still like the Pelicans overall because I think they have enough talent to overwhelm a lot of things. But you just laid out a pretty good argument, though, <laughs> for the Grizzlies <laughs> overtaking them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm so just saying the Eric Bledsoe point just sold me. It's it's a really really weird fucking team. I, again, I think there's too many good players. Lonzo Ball in a contract year might look to perform just as good as Brandon Ingram did last year for his contract. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I'm buying Lonzo stock. I'm buying Lonzo uh, stock. Like me that. as well, especially because I think. I mean, who else are you gonna fucking play Eric Bledsoe? Right? I mean, do you think Lonzo is gonna test the free agent market in Charlotte and go with? <laughs> I'm sure he'll try. That's what I want. I want. I want that. Leandro was Lamar, just released. So Lavar, Je- Michael Jordan, and the Ball family. I want Lavar Ball's dream <laughs> to happen. I want him to be happy. Leandro's a free agent. The kiss. The Pistons got rid of him. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a weird. Oh, uh, I will just give a, a teaser out right now. Speaking of the Pistons, Stephen Young, our number one caller, the voicemail he left for Thursday's episode. Oh my God, it is the best voicemail we have ever been left in the history of the Pineapple Couch, gentlemen. <laughs> This has been NBA Western Josh. What else do you have? Sorry, to say? I feel like I always do this at like the last second, but I want to talk about the Timberwolves. What the fuck is going on in Minnesota, though? Because what they're the, one of the worst franchises in the history of professional sports. But, if you look at it, but what do we like? They have good players: Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, and maybe Anthony Edwards. Right? If he's 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 as good as the number one pick. I, I would be. venture to say D'Angelo Russell is not a good player. That's fair. Um, I'm just saying, with all this offensive talent, are they? Are we underrating them? Because obviously, we don't even have them in our top ten. Are I don't know. Like, there's a chance that they could actually be relatively okay. Maybe a 500 team. I think they'll be terrible. Is Towns gonna like pout and request a trade? Doesn't he like doing that kind of stuff or different sport? He's going through a fucking. Thoughts and prayers to Carl Anthony Towns. He's going through a fucking yeah, hell his of whole a situation with the whole COVID thing and losing members of family. I think he lost eight members of his family or something. Yeah, oh, I didn't know yeah. That. It's 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 a it's large, fucking large crazy. number. Um, and That's maybe terrible. Uh, maybe he's happier with uh, D'Angelo Russell because of how bad they wanted to play with each other. Because it was him, uh, Booker, and Carl Anthony Towns that wanted to play together. Trying I don't see Devin Booker. Put fat James Harden with him. <laughs> yeah, the, the the Rockets or the Timberwolves should play trade Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell, and uh, uh, whatever his name is, the Culver for James Harden. Jarrett. Yeah, yeah. That's nobody's talking about the Timberwolves this year. <laughs> <laughs> is that your team? Is that like your your football team? The no, he's a fucking Clippers. Fan. No, I, I, I do not like this. Timberwolves you don't do that with, okay. at all. No, I, I just one basketball team. I think there's a chance that they're good. Is is the weirdest thing is the thing because I just think they have a lot of talent. I don't think it's this season yet, but like uh, maybe if it, it depends. Tell that to a Minnesota fan. How many years have they heard that? Hey, maybe next year, man. We're building. We're building something special. Well, Chargers say it every year, right? Yes, yeah, so I that's mean, why I know how yeah, it's so. close to home, jackass. <laughs> And I'm, you, I'm excited for the Thunder Chargers are the fucking Timberwolves. How do, how do the Timberwolves get bringing in with the Chargers? How does this even happen? How is this even uh, possible? Just, this is just a how rogue. This... That, was just, that was just a low oh. blow. That's like Josh calling in about, or Joe calling in about oh. Browns-Ravens game. And the entire Browns-Ravens game, he's just texting me shit about fucking Phillip Rivers. <laughs> Phillip Rivers is not playing in this game. Like, why are you insulting him? It's just ridiculous. All right, gentlemen. Thank you, as always. This has been episode 68 NBA segment. We'll be right back with some Mando talk, a little Star Wars and Marvel announcements. Again, spoiler warning if you have not watched the Mando season two, episodes one through seven. And if 
you don't want to get that spoiled. But uh, yeah, thank you, Josh. Thank you, Big Dog. We'll be right back. Welcome back to episode 68 of the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. We are going to be going in to a Mandalorian, the show on Disney+, Plus. a little recap of what we saw last week and a little preview of the season finale, as well as jumping into the latest Star Wars announcements for shows on Disney+, Plus, as well as Marvel. Um, here is a spoiler alert. If you're not all the way caught up in the Mandalorian and you don't want to obviously get anything spoiled, here's your chance to jump out. Because we are going to be talking about everything that has happened so far in the show, seasons one and seven episodes of season two, and also giving out predictions, educated guesses of some sort of what we will see in the finale. So, spoiler warning. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler warning. If you want to, yeah, no, spoiler warning. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. I am joined by Mr. Dustin Morgan. Dustin, how are you doing, my friend? Fantastic. How are you? Fantastic as well. Josh Bilker. Josh playing through a root canal right now. Josh, how we doing? Great. I'm still on painkillers. So. Fuck yeah. Love to hear that. We got uh, Big Dog, Andrew Radcliffe. Big, uh, Big Dog, how you doing? Good. I've only seen episode one, two, and five. Don't ask why, but I'm going to piece the puzzle tonight. I love that. Detective Dog. And then we're also joined by Eric Robinson, our good friend Eric. Rick, how you doing, my friend? I'm good. Glad to be here. It is great to have you here. Um, gentlemen, let's just start with a little episode recap of what we saw from last week. So I'm going to go over like basically the rough, like the a bare bones look of what happened, not too detailed. But basically what happens is Mando in his search to rescue Grogu, who is uh, with Moff Gideon, he needs to find a way to figure out where Moff Gideon's ship is. And so what he does is he needs to go get um, Bill Burr's character, Mayfeld, from a New Republic prison camp. Right, Dustin? Isn't that how you describe it? Uh, yeah, it's like a refinery. Yeah, something like that. And so he, they go, Cara Dune res- uses her New Republic badge or whatever, and they get him. And basically, there's actually a funny exchange where he see, he's walking to the ship and he doesn't know what's really what's going on and Boba Fett walks out with some clean ass armor holy crap the cleanest we've ever seen it yeah does he carry around like a paint kit to touch up his armor wherever he goes like what I mean that was like heavy like polishing like buffing yeah that was (laughs) that was do you think they were like waiting it was like yo Boba come on we've been waiting for two hours it's fine still has Um, a dent in the helmet though yeah, true. Um, and so Bill Burr approaches the ship, sees Boba Fett, and there's a funny line of him being like, oh, I thought you were some other guy. And immediately Mando walks out and basically explains to Bill Burr, I'm not going to kill you. We need to find baby Grogu or baby Yoda, Grogu. And um, Mayfeld, Bill Burr wants no part in looking for Moff Gideon, but is eventually convinced because Mando will do anything to get Grogu. And so they end up going to the planet of Morak. It's like this jungle-type planet, I would say. And they need to get into the Stormtrooper base so they can reach a kiosk that will tell them where Moff Gideon's ship is and thus where Grogu is. 
to do that, they need to basically infiltrate a group of like tank train type things that all these stormtroopers are in. And so they do that. But in order to do that, Mando takes off his Beskar armor. Him and Bill Burr Mayfeld go in this and they both dress up as stormtroopers. And so obviously Mando has to take off his Beskar. And that actually the conversation that those two have as they're going to the refinery or whatever I thought was one of the best parts of this entire series because there's um, Bill Burr makes some great points because he's kind of talking to Mando like, hey, we're all the same. And he says and he's kind of poking out Mando's rules, which we've obviously noticed throughout this show that his his rules are bendable and they're kind of also kind of not true or like that basically like he was kind of brainwashed of some sort. So it's not really we don't really know what is Mandalorian and what's not. And so Bill Burr kind of is poking at this and he says, so what's the rule? You can't show your face or you can't take off that helmet because Mando takes off his Mandalorian helmet, Beskar helmet to put on the stormtrooper. And I thought that was one of the best parts of this series. Honestly, Dustin, what'd you think? Uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, yeah, he 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 kind of he's kind of questioning him, and and Mando just sits there. He just like takes it, like he doesn't even mm-hmm. say. It. He doesn't like, he doesn't tell us anything, which is so weird. I think Mando like not explaining it, like he's like, I'm not gonna explain it to you. Like he just believes it. Like he just blindly believes these rules mm-hmm. that he was told by some random people that picked him up out of a hole when he was like ten. Mm-hmm. Very you know, much kind of weird. Blind faith vibes. Eric, um, how would you enjoy Bill Burr in this episode? I thought he was fantastic. Oh, he's great. And I'll take as much as Bill Burr as I can get. Um, also, I thought that conversation was great. I mean, they've been building up to this all season long. Earlier this season, they introduced that sect of Mandalorians who were fine with taking Bo-Katan. off their helmets. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're like, no, you're from this really niche sect that, that just believes that you can't take off your helmet. And you're just slowly be- you're slowly learning that these rules are bendable. And it, it, it obviously leads up to that moment later in the episode. Um, but no, yeah, great, great dialogue in this, in this truck scene. Yeah. So let's catch up to what you're talking about in the episode. So basically they infiltrate these tanks and Mando has to fight a bunch of pirates, raiders who are trying to blow up the tanks and the tanks have some sort of like chemical material, whatever that's easily explodable or whatever the word is. Rhydonium. 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 And so it, Rhydonium. So that stuff blows up easy. So they basically, it's super sketchy, and Mando fights them all off. He takes some punches, though, because he doesn't have his Beskar armor. You see him chuck a spear, foreshadowing how he's going to use that Beskar spear, hopefully, this week. Um, and then they eventually get into the gate, into the base. And there, it's really weird, actually. Josh, I was, that scene when they're going into the base and all the stormtroopers are, like, clapping for them, that was awesome, but so, so weird, right? Yeah, no, I mean, right. I mean, we're led to believe this entire time stormtroopers are bad guys, but you know, I think we forget that it's not we forget, I guess, but like that that they're just military basically in this world that they're not all mm-hmm. like bad bad dudes necessarily. Yeah, and Mayfeld kind of throughout this um episode kind of shows the evolution of that. But so what happens is they're on the hunt to find this kiosk, right? To locate where Moff Gideon is and Mayfeld gets right up to there and he can't go in because his old commanding officer when he was in the Imperials in there and he's like, fuck, he's going to recognize me. We can't do it. It's off. And so Mando takes the basically USB thumb drive in the Star Wars universe version 
And um, he's like, I'll do it. And Bill Burr's like, no, you can't do it. And Mando just takes it and goes. And we're all thinking like, well, you're going to have to show your face. So what's going to happen here? And then the moment of the episode, one of the bigger moments of this season, as Eric preluded to, uh, or alluded to, was uh, Mando takes off his helmet to get scanned so he can find out where Baby Yoda is. And it's successful, but that really just shows how far he is willing to break these rules because of his love for Grogu. Josh? Yeah, I just have a quick question. How, how do we think this scan works? Does it just let anybody just walk up into yeah, that's it a good and just point. get... I, like that makes no fucking sense like is it a precautionary measure to scan your face and it's like face id is it like maybe everyone in the world can use it except known criminals <laughs> like i it doesn't make rebels. any sense no yeah. rebels because like Car- <laughs> what's her name carla dune she couldn't she couldn't get scanned i think she'd pop up immediately i think it's like hindsight like if they need to know who accessed this piece of information they know who accessed that piece of information at that time yeah, oh, it's like Boba's it's like, like signing Boba's your name like... down yeah, when Boba's like, they might recognize me, I, I would start dying laughing. That is a guy's an all-time <laughs> line, too. <laughs> um, um, all right, fair enough. It's like that's, a library. That's shitty security. Oh, yeah. It Maybe it, it's just a library. Like but a, it's more like a, they, can check, they can check who accessed the information rather than... Because remember, even Fennec Shion says, I'm wanted by the ISB. Mm-hmm. Like she can't go in there because she's wanted, so she'll like they'll recognize her before she even gets to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or it's just a plot device. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like if you're in there, you can access it. I think it makes the like... scene also more impactful because I think that's it's going to come back to bite him. I think either Moff Gideon is going to somehow post this picture everywhere of his face. Like you, you like really, you Ooh. only think Bill Burr sees him and and uh the captain who i forget his name hess captain hess yeah, who dies uh who dies but really they've got a permanent record of his face now for the entire uh empire army that's, good that's a good point did not even think about that at all so let's progress a little more in this episode mando shows his face this sketchy looking weird empire general or whatever officer comes up to them and you think he's going to bust them, but essentially he says, you are the guys who survived the pirate raid. Let's have a drink. And so then once they're having a drink, basically um, Bill Burr starts kind of bringing up Operation Cinder with this general. And Operation Cinder, for those of you who don't know, it was basically the Emperor's fail-safe plan after Return of the Jedi. And so there's it's actually basically the, the plot of the battlefront 2 more recent game is operation cinder basically what it is is that like when the emperor died they're just gonna blow everything up it's like if he's not gonna be around we're gonna fucking destroy everything destroy planets so bill burr was a part of that and he chimes in and says kind of like hey like hundreds or thousands of people i of my brothers or people i fought with died and the imperial general says like oh well it's all for the good of the empire and bill burr kind of goes well, was it good for any of them and their families and their kids? Which is a very good point. Um, and push comes to shove. Bill Bear shoots him, and they need to escape. What, uh, Dustin, what did you think of that hole? Um, I thought that was, that was cool. It was a cool way to show just, like, how much, how many, and how deep the hate for the Empire is, especially for the for the newer series because you know like all those ships come out of nowhere you're like where are these people it's like well the umpire's pissed off a lot of people over you know however many years it's been Mm -hmm. 
and deep, yeah. deep hatred. Deep, deep hatred. Yeah. Because we see Mayfield kind of snap. He kind of loses it. He goes off plan and and yeah. ends up, you know, doing what he does. So, well, well, let's just recap the episode, and then we'll kind of just start talking about everything. So, they have to escape, and they escape out a window, and Cara Dune, and what's the sniper's name, Dustin? Uh, Fennec Shan. Fennec Shan. Yeah, they basically snipe everyone trying to stop them, and they escape in Boba Fett's ship, the Slave One, and Bill Burr, as they're leaving, he snipes down at the refinery and blows the thing the fuck up. And um, at the end of the episode... Um, Bill Burr is like uh, Mayfeld goes to Cardoon is like alright I'm ready to be taken back to prison and she says to Mando it's a shame that Mayfeld died back there basically saying to Bill Burr Mayfeld hey you can go thank you for what you did um, and that's how that ends but then the we don't see any baby Yoda Grogu in this episode and it ends with Moff Gideon's ship and Mando comes through on sort of like a a hologram message of some sort, and he says, gives a message to Moff Gideon about how he's coming for Grogu, and it is the exact same wording of what Moff Gideon said to Din Djarin, the Mandalorian, at the end of last season when they had that like hut surrounded. He says word for word what um, Moff Gideon says as a threat, and honestly, Moff Gideon kind of looks shook. I thought that was freaking awesome. Josh, what did you think of that? Yeah, I actually didn't know that was the word-for-word word same speech. So that was good good uh, research on you, B-Rob, because, yeah. That, I'm that's, a nerd. Yeah, no, it's really good, actually. Because, you know, I was thinking when I was watching that scene, the whole speech, I was like, all right, this is kind of like, this is kind of lame. This is like Liam Neeson taken-esque. And, <laughs> no, that makes makes so much more sense now. And I, I'm totally on board on it. It's It's badass. Let's get into it. I'm I'm psyched for this. What an hour long episode, right? Finale. That's what we've that's heard. True. I don't know if anything's heard, confirmed. I don't know if that's true, but yeah, I'll check the time. It's going to be 57 minutes. Eric, what did you think of uh, that uh, ending and that message to Moff Gideon? I also didn't know it was the same words, but I thought it was also kind of weird, like the wording of it. I think he said, "Like you don't know how much this kid means to me." I was like, "Oh, Mando's opening up a little bit," <laughs> but yeah. uh, I think but that it, that can be true too. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, interesting though to kind of, I feel like it kind of gives away the fact that he knows. I mean, to to send a message to a ship, you have to know where it is, and that was the whole mission. The point of the mission was to find Moff Gideon's ship and so they found it so they could send the message but it's basically kind of like a putting my dick on the table kind of move yeah there's no element of surprise anymore Dustin how'd you feel about that um I wouldn't be worried about an element of surprise when you have an imperial cruiser oh yeah that's true <laughs> like he's on an imperial cruiser and he's got the armor too flies up to him they know yeah they know he's, they're coming okay well, that is a recap of the last episode. Let's try and let's go now to our expectations for the season finale. Um, we can all go theories again, but I kind of want to go off these questions, and we'll all be able to dive in and see what we think. Um, do we think we will see a Jedi in the season finale? We'll go Dustin, Eric, Josh. Um, well, my straight up answer is yes, but I don't know. Which one? Okay. Eric? Uh, I 
don't I don't see a way they could bring back a Jedi unless they like stumble upon Ahsoka or I mean, we're not counting Moff Gideon as a Jedi, right? No, obviously yeah, he's an Empire, he's not. but he's got a dark saber. Yeah, he's not the Force. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, no, I don't. I don't think they need one. It'd be cool to see one for sure, but I don't know. Josh, there's absolutely going to be one. Um, yeah, I think that that's what the whole episode prior to it, the tragedy was all about. Was they're calling somebody and they're teasing something, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna guess. I'm going to go with Cal Kestis. That, that's that's going to be my guess. They already have him in universe. He's confirmed to be... Um, I Well, I don't know if he's confirmed to be alive, I guess, at this point still. But I think they, they already have the actor. I'm just thinking logistically-wise, they have... Um, what's mm-hmm. his face? The guy from Shameless. Yeah. Uh, I forget the guy's name, but... Ian they have him still... Well, that's the, the character's name in Shameless, but... Um, I'll, I'll look it up right now, but he... Okay, that was not helpful. It just when I looked it up, it said Ian Gallagher. <laughs> Anyways, I think they have him already in universe. They have his face, whatever else. They have him in the pocket, and I think it's really easy to put him right into it. And the uh, the whole meditation thing looked a lot like the um, the meditation the he, circles. The way he meditates, yeah, That's yeah, was was, was very similar to Fallen mm-hmm. Order, and oh. I think. Yeah, it's because I mean, all right, just real quick, the Jedi that are live confirmed is Luke Skywalker, probably Ezra, Ahsoka, if you count her, and then offshoot and offshoot chance of maybe Mace Windu surviving, I guess. And maybe mm-hmm. Cal Kestis is alive as well. And I'm going to say probably yes, because I don't think they're done with them. Yeah, I think so. he's, they're supposed to make a second game. <laughs> which is confirmed no I'm, i think yeah. they confirmed they're making a second game it, it is, is like, yeah okay. i i just mean by that time i mean like oh, the, yeah, after yeah. the the um mm-hmm. you know okay. four five and six so i i actually don't think we will see a jedi in like the like the main part of the episode i was talking with dustin earlier and he was saying basically like maybe we see a teaser at the end kind of how we were teased boba fett walking up in just his boots because i really think that this season has the reason i don't think we're gonna see a jedi and at least the main part is because I think this whole season is set up the Beskar spear versus the dark saber. And like, so it's like, theoretically, if a Jedi does show up, the Jedi should probably, even though Mando's badass, the, the Jedi should fight Moff Gideon and Mando wouldn't. And so I think the whole point of him giving a best, giving him a Beskar spear is to fight the dark saber. So maybe it's teased at the end. Yeah. But and like, also I don't think about, think about this, like think about, okay. Ahsoka comes in. You're telling me Moff Gideon's gonna f- be able to fight Ahsoka and Mando at the same time and win? Yeah, like it would it would be a two seconds. That's stupid. That wouldn't even work. And so, I also think with Josh, you mentioned Mace Windu as a long shot. With characters like that, it's just gonna take to, to I think too much time in the episode to explain how they got there. That's a good point. I don't um, think about that. Because it's like, what if, like, let's say Mace Windu, play, it's like he shows up. It would just maybe they want that suspense of no one knowing how he got there. But it, I think it would just kind of be too, like, just it would break just the internet. This. It would break the internet, but it, a lot of us would be angry. Yeah, it's like, okay, well, how, oh, that's sweet. Now like, the next season has to be about Mace Windu and not Mandalorian. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think we will see the best guard versus Dark Saber. I'll throw this question out to you. I'll start with Eric, go to Josh, and then Dustin. Um, do you think a character will die in the finale? I could see it. I think a lot of the characters they've introduced are pretty expendable. Uh, uh, oh, that's tough. Uh, I don't think they're going to kill off it, like Cara Dune or they might kill Boba Fett. So I guess there's that running theory that now that the Razor Crest is blown up, uh, what's his ship going to be? And they thought, or like the theories that somehow uh, Mando's going to get slave one but it wouldn't make sense the only way he gets slave one is if boba fett dies i and could just brought him back see that yeah i know boba's kind of fat though boba fat <laughs> <laughs> josh you see anyone dying yeah I, I, my money would probably be on boba fett if if i had to that if i had to say anybody so much and uh, see but i, I picked like- last episode i picked boba fett as the mvp and an mvp move would be to sacrifice yourself Mm-hmm. And I feel that's. And Mando I mean, we, we've waited like forty years though, basically, to see Boba Fett fight, and then but you're they, gonna kill him in three weeks. They confirmed that to jump ahead later of what we're gonna talk about. They confirmed that Boba Fett series, but it's pre to this, which they confirmed that too. So we're gonna get a Boba Fett series like that's but like the only time we see him in his armor is like flashbacks. Yeah, basically. Well, it could be before he lost his armor too. Do we know when the show is? Well, we just know it's before Mandalorian. So, I mean, the only time he didn't have his armor was after the Sarlacc pit. So it could be pre-Sarlacc pit. Yeah, it could. We did. Yeah. You're right, though. We haven't really seen. We finally got to see Boba Fett fight. I mean, that. I'd really be surprised the if they scene. killed him off. Yeah. I think uh, Cara Dune and um, Phoenix Phoenix Chan. I think those they Chan. they maybe could, um, but I don't really know. Um, my next question to you guys, and I think they've done a good job of making things not obvious this season and predictable. It's been very nice. Um, do we think at the end of this season, Grogu and Mando are reunited, or is this more of an Empire Strikes Back sad ending to this season, Mr. Morgan? Um, do we know the name of this episode yet? We do not. The last episode was called The Return, right? The last was The Believer. The one before that was the tragedy. Tragedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, they've alluded to um, the return of the Empire many times this season, mm-hmm. which is a sad movie. So I would assume that if they're sticking with that theme, that they, you know, we wouldn't be satisfied in the sense of Mando and Grogu. It would be. Maybe someone dies and they get close, but then there's a little glimmer of hope at the very, very end, but we don't really know, you know, something like that. But I think it's going to be kind of sad. Eric? I I think if they... Well, they've already separated them and they've already dropped that bomb on us, and so I think they don't keep them separated for, like, the unforeseeable future. I think they get together, but... They, I mean, they reunite, but the Empire gets a win. Like, what do they really need? A piece of Grogu's, like, DNA to make clones? Or what, what was it? They want his blood they want so his he can blood. get the midichlorians. So maybe, like, they reunite. Like, it seems like a victory for Mando, but, like, the ending scene is, did we get enough blood? Yeah, we did. We got we got enough blood for, to make clones or something like that. Josh? 
Well, the one thing too is there seems to be some kind of training too, though that's being that's taking place as well, where Moff Gideon is kind of like excited to see him, you know, use his power, the dark side powers that he had, and so I, there might be a different plan in place where they're gonna try to turn him to the dark side, and that was already foreshadowed slightly with Ahsoka and her episode, so. I, there's there's that still in the works of some kind. Obviously, it's not going to be like a permanent thing, but I could see there being like a like, oh, baby Yoda's evil for like one episode and then they have to turn him back or something. Or maybe he's with the Empire. I doubt it. But I, yes, I think they're going to be reunited, though. It's short answer. I think Mando might best. uh Will best Moff Gideon, but I do think we're looking at uh, Empire Strikes Back sad ending to this season. I, I feel fairly confident in that. Um, whether it be a death of someone like Cara Dune, I do. I just don't think they're going to get reunited, and I think it's going to set up season three. So we're just we can't wait for it. I don't know, and I just I really believe it'll be at, like Empire Strikes Back as the second season. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but um. Any last words on The Mandalorian before we jump into some of the other announcements in the world of Star Wars and Marvel? My prediction is that someone will die and it will be sad. That's all I have to say. Big Dog has got that on the record, folks. So, you are welcome. All right. We'll we'll come back next week and see if you were true about that. Um, Gentlemen. We're going to go through next some of the announcements that happened at last week's Disney Plus or Disney shareholders meeting where they announced a ton of Star Wars and Marvel content and they released some trailers for Marvel and we'll get to all that. But we're going to start with Star Wars and what I think is the biggest announcement by far. It broke my brain. I thought it should have broke the internet more. The Obi-Wan show is going to star... Ewan McGregor, obviously, but Hayden Christensen is coming back to play Darth Vader. And this is prime Darth Vader, 10 years after the battle at Mustafar. Maybe... Flashbacks, too. Flashbacks, too, but I think in episode four, he says, I have not sensed this presence in a long time. That doesn't mean it was Mustafar. It could have been (laughs) 10 years ago. And so I hope they make it 10 years ago so we can see a fight because it was said about this series that it's, they're hyping up that rematch. They're leaning into that. Dustin, are you fucking stoked? Hell yeah. I mean, I, I immediately think of like all the other storylines that are going to be more explained through this Obi-Wan mm-hmm. series. Like a lot of Man- Inquisitors. Mandalorian stuff, Inquisitors, maybe Cal Kestis, maybe, I don't know, Boba, maybe, you know, everything that we're asking yeah. about Ahsoka, like random stuff like that. So, yeah, Andrew, I'm, I'm excited. You, yeah, Andrew, you're a big uh, Hayden Christensen Anakin guy. Are you freaking pumped? I'm so pumped. Nine-year-old Andrew is jumping up up and down right now. <laughs> I watched it in the movie theaters. It's all nostalgia. Hayden Christensen, very subpar acting, but I love it. They're bringing it back. Eric? Yeah, I mean, you guys keep saying flashbacks. Do you just assume there'll be flashbacks or have they confirmed flashbacks? I am pretty sure there'll be flashbacks of them, Obi-Wan they and Anakin the in Clone Wars. the Clone Wars. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, because I mean, most of the time it'll be him in a Darth Vader mask, but yeah, that's, that's sick. I mean, 
like Andrew said, pretty subpar acting, but <laughs> it's Hayden Christensen. It's a love-hate relationship with <laughs> I think we're going to learn a lot about, like, Vader and Thrawn's relationship, too, potentially. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that, like, if you think about it, this part of the Star Wars story that's the, like, most untold is that gap, obviously, between three and four. And if you think about what's the coolest thing in all of Star Wars, it's fucking Darth Vader. And we're going to get prime Darth Vader. This is like you thought that scene at the end of Rogue One was badass. I did certainly. That That could be the whole movie or that could be the series where there's constant stuff like that. And that was Darth Vader 10 years older than what he's going to be in this series. So I am I am I am pumped. So pumped. Is this the first like series that they're going to do out of the four or five they announced? Um, so I I'm not exactly sure. We'll go through the other ones now. Um, there's they announced that there will be an Ahsoka series. If I had to put my money on it, I think that will be probably the next one that comes out because of the uh, how it inter related with Mandalorian. There's going to be a Lando series. It has not been confirmed if that's going to be Donald Glover, Charles Gambino, or Billy D. Williams, the older Lando, but that has been confirmed to be happening. Um, Ahsoka series, like I mentioned, there's going to be a Rangers of the New Republic series, which from episode two this season, if you remember the um, the two like rebel f- fighters or whatever that helped him in the... Uh, spider planet or whatever it's going to be about people like that and explain a little bit more of the new republic which should be interesting there's going to be a bad batch animated series that's going to pick up from the clone Wars show animated which show. also has fennec also yep. in that too yeah, she was in that trailer that. um there's going to be a rogue one series basically the dude from rogue one um andor, yeah, andor. yeah there's going to be a series about him, which should be cool. And then there's also this series, I think is three or four years away, but basically a series about a Sith. Like it's going to be about the, it's going to be the, like, I'm pretty sure it's going to be like 300 years before the prequels when Jedi's were at their peak. And it's like the introduction of the Sith kind of like Darth Plagueis. Yeah. That sort of stuff. I think, but bad batch is the clone wars one. The, the Sith series. I don't know what it's called. I forgot. The acolyte. Is that, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, didn't, I didn't read into anything from that one. That's why yeah, so, I was like, confused. At, beside, I think we're all most excited for the Obi Wan show, right? What one word of caution though? They the show went through three rewrites, by the way, before it got put into production. Is the thing. So I, it's a little worrisome. I don't know if it's because they couldn't figure out what they were gonna do or whatever else. I'm hoping they got it right this time, but like. It's the only thing that's concerning me is the the writing hell that it kind of went through is okay. is the only thing. Do you think? Um, all right. I got a question. What time period do you think the Ahsoka show? Because I would be kind of cool, kind of. Right after this, I think. That's the least the Jedi know the it's least during, about. It's like right before slash during Mando, right? I think it's going to be picked off literally exactly from where we saw Ahsoka. Yeah, I think they said that it's like during the Mandalorian timeline. So they're not so going to redo like, Clone Wars, like. The anime, no, no, no. Reach. no. Okay. So no. Yeah, it's what canon. they're trying to do, what Star Wars is trying to do, is they're trying to build up to an end game. They've said this, and what they're doing is they're going to do like an end game of virtually like all their Disney Plus series. So eventually, like you're going to see Ahsoka and Mando and the Rangers of the New Republic. People might show up throughout that Bo-Katan, whatever, and then it's all going to build to some sort of threat. Is that threat Thrawn? 
I don't know. Josh? So the one thing that worries me is the fact that it's a period that we kind of already know what's going to happen, though, is the thing, is because the New Order is going to rise up at some point because all the sequel trilogy was is still canon and confirmed unless they want to go back and retcon it. So the fact that it's still we know how it kind of ends is kind of annoying in a way too i think where it's 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 a period that i guess there's no information about because they're kind of they were the ones that built it in the first place but i don't know i just i don't really that's, that's one why thing I'm not a i fan that's of. why i mentioned i think last last episode i mentioned it that's why i just like have this weird i've always had this weird feeling that ray wasn't it always like she thinks she's done she thinks she saved everyone, but it's like, no. Dude was connected to a machine. Someone was controlling the machine. And it was kind of like the cleanup of Luke Skywalker's job, if you will. Yeah, and like Luke was scared of that. Luke was scared of that guy. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, yeah, I mean, th- th- I think they should completely abandon those three movies. I fucking hate them. I hate those movies. It is like, it is baffling how bad those movies were. And, but they were good because it was like you saw some Star Wars stuff. But, like, holy shit, those sucked. Um, <clears throat> okay. Out of all those shows I said besides Obi-Wan, what show are you the most excited for, Andrew Ratcliffe? Yeah, so we got Lando, mm-hmm. the Ewok one, or what? What's the other bad, one? Bad Batch, a, a Sith Lord series, a Rogue S- One prequel. I like Sith Lord because I just like Sith stuff. Mm-hmm. And I like that storyline. Dustin, what are you thinking? Um, I like the Sith one or Cassian. Okay. Eric? Uh, probably Ahsoka. Okay, I like that. Josh? I'm really curious about the, the anime one, the Japanese animation one. I forgot what that was called, but it was something, it was like Legends or something. Oh, I don't yeah, know. yeah. But it's so. Visions? No, that's Marvel <laughs> or something. No, Visions is... A different oh visions might be it actually that sounds about right but that one that one just seems like they're gonna have a lot of creativity over and yeah like it's like a bunch animators. of short short series or short movie short films or whatever in anime that should be cool I'm the most Line excited for Very Lando cool. because if they can do this well Lando is so cool I hope they could get Donald Glover and maybe they could have Billy D Williams in it too so it's like a flashback of some sort um, but if they could like somehow set up a sick like in that battle in that most, at Bespin, oh my god, yeah, at Cloud they, City, they, bring that back. And Lando mentions a battle to Han, and I forget which movie that um, Mayfeld just talked about with the captain. They both mention it. I Cinder? forget what it's called, but it's the Battle of Blah. I forget. Oh, it's the beginning of the Battlefront Two. I forget what it is. It's uh, yeah, Jakku. Jakku. No, it's not Jakku. But Lando says, "Oh, they saw my move at the Battle of whatever." Yeah. Okay. And they just oh. mentioned it in Mando, so that's cool. All right. That is the 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 majority of the Star Wars announcements. Now I'm going to go into some Marvel. Um we actually got to see three trailers. We got the WandaVision trailer that's got the the show's going to be coming out on January 15th. That show looks so trippy and so weird. It's going to be in like some pocket dimension, pocket reality. The Scarlet Witch is going to lose her mind. I think the end of this series is going to like greatly set up obviously Doctor Strange movie, but I also think this series is going to be like the the foundation of them setting up the mutants and X-Men in the MCU. Um Dustin, what are you looking forward to in this series? 
Um, I'm looking forward to seeing the Scarlet because Scarlet Witch is supposed to be way more powerful than she was mm-hmm. in, in the movie. So I'm excited to see how powerful she actually can be because she can be like Doctor Strange kind of like warp realities and do crazy, crazy stuff that she just never mm-hmm. accesses. So I'm most excited for that. And then, I mean, Vision's cool, but like, I don't know, man. I n- <laughs> I never fell yeah, in love with tough. Vision. <laughs> yeah, I've never fell in love with either of these characters, but I think they're going to do a good job of like making this series one very important and like kind of trippy and kind of cool. So I think we will end up liking it. And it's also just new Marvel content. We haven't gotten that for forever. Josh, Eric, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier trailer comes out. Um, it's basically going to be, they described it as a Marvel movie cut into six parts. Like, that's how they filmed it. Did you guys get to see, uh, Eric, did you see the trailer? I didn't see the trailer, unfortunately. Um, Josh, did you see the trailer? Yeah, I don't think I watched the whole thing, but I mean, like, this seems... Are you excited for cool. that series? It seems cool, but, like, I'm not, like, I'm not dying to see this one, I guess, either. Because I Dustin? just don't really care. I think, yeah, I'm excited for it. I like I'm really Warner excited. Soldier I love Zemo. Yeah, I like Falcon a lot. I think his stuff's cool. They look like we might get some uh, some new inventions that Iron Man never uh, showed us before and I think that series is going to set up some characters for later. Mm-hmm. Andrew, let me talk to you now. The, the next trailer they showed for, I'll have you watch this. I don't know if you've seen it yet or maybe watch it later. Um, Loki series they dropped a trailer for that show will be coming out in May that is the show I am the most excited for coming to Disney plus it's going to be some sort of time adventure of Loki creating mischief obviously Owen Wilson's involved Andrew did you get the chance to see that trailer but if not are you very excited to see a Loki series I haven't seen the trailer but I've heard the rumors and like I really liked Loki obviously in the Thor movies but I'm excited for that Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Tom Hiddleston is one of the Loki is one of my favorite parts of the first like era of the MCU. To be honest, like he's he's so, he's so the cool. way I thought of, he, he reminds me of Anakin Skywalker. And I love Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> he's like so that's why. I'm kind of in stressed, my but I see that. Way. I see that. Um, Dustin is Loki the most excited of the three shows you are for. I don't know. Maybe probably. Probably because Tom, yeah, he's he is phenomenal. So, and I love Thor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we, in the trailer, kind of teased that Thor may make an appearance in this. They have not announced that by anything, but his name is definitely said. Um, gentlemen, let's go next into some some serious rumors we got going on. Spider Man Three. Every single actor you can think of has been rumored to be in this movie, and I'll go through the ones that it seems are going to be in it. So you have Jamie Foxx playing Electro from Andrew Garfield Spider Spider Man. You have Andrew Garfield, the Spider the second Spider Man. You have Emma Stone, the Gwen Stacy. You have Toby freaking Maguire coming coming into it. You have Kirsten Dunst. You have the Green Goblin Willem Dafoe from the original Spider Mans. You have Alfred Molina, the OG Doc Ock from those Spider Mans. Holy shit! What this movie? I don't know how it's all gonna be. It like gentlemen, how are they going to tell the story of Tom Holland's identity being re- or Tom Holland Spider Man's identity being revealed as Peter Parker, but also incorporate all these different Spider Mans? Do you think we only see a little of them, and then we get the full 
like full dosage of multiversal Spider-Man in Doctor Strange. Eric, do you have any idea? I don't have any idea, but I'm worried. Uh, I really think they should pull some writers from uh, Spider into the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, and because uh, I think they wrapped up the multiverse pretty well. I, I'm just anytime you you uh, open up that world of of writing and storytelling, there's like some inevitable plot holes that could arise up, mm-hmm. and so. I really hope they do it well. I'm excited for it. Um, and it, it's just cool to have all those Spider-Mans wrapped up into a bow tie, which which I think they're going to do. I mean, they got to do it with mm-hmm. all those actors. Josh? Yeah, I think uh, I mentioned this last week, but I think it's um, Days of Future Past is definitely the route they're going to take, where it's just going to try to cleanly try to cleanly explain the three Spider-Man universes that we have going within the past uh, 20 years. You didn't mention also Sam Raimi is going to be directing the Doctor, uh, Strange. Doctor Strange sequel. So I think all of this content is kind of going to be, it's all going to be on the same thing. Where Doctor Strange 2, Spider-Man 3, and WandaVision I think are all going to be about setting up the multiverse of some kind. Because I hope it doesn't get super like complicated and hard to explain. But I mean... They just did time travel and endgame. Now we're doing dimensionals and yeah, we'll uh, deal with the consequences, form. you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I I'm excited for it. I think um it's gonna be it's gonna be fucking ridiculous somehow. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. Um I did have uh what I wanna tease the listeners with is next Tuesday everyone is going to be coming with a Guardians of the Galaxy three theory of what you will think will happen in that third movie. So that is a preview out to the listeners. Now I just wanted to go through the last things that were announced for Marvel on Disney Plus, and we'll wrap it up with you guys saying which one you're the most excited for out of these options and maybe a little other stuff. Um, Let's go through the list. So the Fantastic Four confirmed coming to the MCU. No actors attached, but uh, Tom Watts. The director of the Spider-Man movies is going to be taking uh, the directing helm of that. So that is very exciting. Marvel's first family. I mean, the Fantastic Four are such great characters. They need to be nailed in live action uh, movies. And I think, I mean, I want John Krasinski to be Reed Richards so freaking bad. Don't you guys? Have you guys bought into all those rumors and just it has to happen? Yeah, I mean, that's something we've even talked about. (laughs) <laughs> with, with each I think we other talked about a like year two, ago. Two years, I think we've mentioned yeah. that. So hopefully, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in other news, what they also announced is so we got we have an Armor War show coming out. That's basically it's going to be starring Don Cheadle, War Machine. And the concept of the show is it's like Tony Stark's worst nightmare. His Iron Man technology and his stuff gets into the wrong hands, and so Don Cheadle is going to be dealing with that. Um, we're also got announced Ant-Man 3. We knew that was coming, but it's going to be called Ant-Man 3 Quantumania, and it is going to be starring Kang the Conqueror. He is going to be the villain in that. I also think we might see a little Fantastic Four in that, but a little tease. Uh, we're going to be talking about Ant-Man 3 a little more in depth next week. I just want to get all these announcements out there this week, and bit by bit every Tuesday we'll dig a little deeper into it, especially with Mando wrapping up. And then eventually WandaVision is going to be coming out. So we'll be doing those recaps. So, And then after that, we'll have Winter Soldier and then Loki. Or Loki. Loki. And so we're going to have a lot of content for that, folks. Um, and then other stuff we have, Hawkeye is going to be coming out fall 2021. 
It's going to be uh, kind of him passing the Hawkeye mantle to Kate Bishop. We have the She-Hulk series that confirmed that not only is Mark Ruffalo's Hulk going to be in it, we're going to be getting Tim Roth's uh, Abomination from the 2007 or 2008 Hulk movie. Um, so that I'm really looking forward to that. There's going to be a Secret Invasion series starring Samuel Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn as Nick Fury and Talos the Scroll that you saw in Captain Marvel 2 and obviously Spider-Man 2, or Captain Marvel 1 and Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, we're also getting a What If series, which is going to be uh, a series of What If questions, like, for example, what if uh, Peggy Carter got the Super Soldier Serum instead of Steve Rogers? What if... Uh, Yondu rescued, instead of getting uh, Star-Lord, Peter Quill, he got uh, T'Challa, Black Panther. That's actually going to be um, the great Chadwick, the late Chadwick Boseman's, um, I think, last work because he did the voice acting for that. So that'll be sad, but um, rest in peace, King. Um, and there's also, they announced Black Panther 2. It's going to not recast um, T'Challa, Black Panther. They announced, obviously, they're going to be doing Thor Love and Thunder with Christian Bale playing the villain, Gore the God Butcher, which should be incredible. Taika Waititi at the directing helm of that again. Um, they also announced Ironheart, which is basically a young girl named Riri Williams after the death of Iron Man builds a suit and becomes like a, a lower version of Iron Man, I guess. A younger version for the Young Avengers, maybe. Um, and then they also announced Miss Marvel, which will lead directly into Captain Marvel 2. That was a lot of talking. Out of all these... Pro oh, and then they did say Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and a Christmas special for Guardians of the Galaxy, 3, Galaxy and an I Am Groot miniseries. I just talked for a, a while. Dustin, what are you most looking forward to out of those things I just went through? Um, I think we've been talking about Fantastic Four for a long time. And doing it right, so probably Fantastic Four, but I think Secret Invasion is where we're going to learn the most about like what happened to Earth and how all these aliens got here, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. But uh, most of the shows, I feel like, are just setting up for Young Avengers and X-Men, really, in my eyes. Mm -hmm. I think Kang's going to be phenomenal. I'm like the only Ant-Man fan in the world, so... Oh, well, um, I'll just interject right here. Ant-Man 3, I'm the most looking forward to, besides, like, yeah, Spider-Man, I mean, obviously. But Ant-Man yeah, 3, I, mean, I think, is going to be so good. Yeah, because I think Spider-Man is, like, they're doing some more character development for him, I think, because they want people to relate to him the same way they related to Iron Man. Because for some reason, people, like, don't want to. They want to just be like, there's only one. But it's like, Spider-Man's actually better. You're supposed yeah. to be better. Yep. So, I'm excited for all of it, but... Um, I think we're going to learn the most in those like little secret invasion and, and maybe these shows coming. Mm -hmm. Andrew, out of all the things I just ran through, what caught your eye? Um, I pretty much just said, like, what do you think is going to be better? Star Wars or Marvel? Are you looking forward to the old Star Wars series or Marvel? Marvel. Marvel has a better track record. I a hundred billion percent Marvel. Josh, Dustin, Eric, what do you guys think? Star Wars or Marvel? Uh, Marvel, I think, just because they're they're doing. I have no idea what it's gonna look like. I think, and that's what I'm more interested in. I know what the, all the Star Wars series are gonna be about the same. I feel like at the end of the day, but the Marvel series, I have no idea where the fuck they're going with it. And I'm excited for it. Dustin, 
Um, I mean, Marvel has way more stuff, and Kevin Feige's been drawing this out for like ten years. years. Yeah, like, <laughs> since the womb. You know what I mean? Like if if you would have given John Favreau thirty years or ten years to come up with all this stuff, these yeah. new movies that you mentioned you hate wouldn't have happened. And you know, so we nice. probably w- we would probably be uh, equal with these, but. Yeah, so probably Marvel's probably going to end up being better as a like whole product. Mm-hmm. Eric, I'm going to have you answer that question and then tell me what you're most looking forward to. Um, I would I think Marvel's going to be better. I guess I just haven't seen as much Star Wars as I have Marvel, if that makes sense. Like Star Wars, mm-hmm. that whole universe is kind of like a little bit more unknown to me at least. Uh and it, it, it just have less content out than Marvel. I mean, we just went through a whole Marvel era. So I'm excited to see. And the way that you kind of summed up how they're trying to to tell the Star Wars story, like leading up to an endgame, if they do that well, that'll be really cool to watch. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think Marvel Marvel's gonna Marvel's gonna be more mm-hmm. exciting. And then what title in that Marvel slate stuck out to you? Ooh, I I really like the what ifs. Uh, that's based off like a mm. co- uh, a comic book series, like like. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I'm super excited for that. Like, wh- one of them's what if? I don't know. I don't know what episodes they're gonna do, but it's like, what if the Fantastic Four were made up of different superheroes or something? And I don't mm. know. It could just there's, explore. There's one that's gonna star Robert Downey Jr. and Jeff Goldblum, where it's basically Thor Ragnarok. What if Thor Ragnarok instead of Thor going, Iron Man went to go fight the Hulk in that pit and oh, stuff. That's sick. I'm really looking forward to that one. And then there's going to be like, what if Captain America, like what if there was a zombie? So Captain America is a zombie fighting Bucky. That will be great. Um, Josh, I don't believe we got what you're looking forward to the most in this Marvel slate. Thor. Um, Thor. I've been been super excited for this Taika Waititi Thor, another Taika Waititi (laughs) Thor. Because Ragnarok is still probably one of my favorite MCU movies. And Mm -hmm. so if... Yeah, if he gets if he gets the Guardians of the Galaxy in this as well on top of that. Which is going to happen. Star-Lord's going to be in it. We'll talk more about that next week, but that's happening. And I think just to give him more assets. Like, just give Taika all the fucking control. I'm also, yeah. we didn't mention it before, but the Star Wars Taika Waititi. Also oh, yeah. Super fucking excited for. And there's yeah. the Old Republic Star Wars series mm-hmm. somewhere. There's I don't know not where, that much info out on those yet. Which is super weird because they're doing comics already and they're building up that world apparently, but they're not doing any movies or anything yet. Any, I think any they're cool. taking a break from movies because of... Yeah, like, that's They're fair. focusing a lot on Disney Plus, it seems. Same, yeah. same with Marvel, though. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, um, I just think this pandemic was just kind of a killer for releases. Yeah. and mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just realizing that people want to stay at home somewhat and... Fuck you, Rona. Um, (laughs) Gentlemen, always a pleasure. We'll be back again next Tuesday diving in. We're going to be, I guess, recapping season two of Mando. Holy shit. Time flies. And then we're also going to get into Guardians 3. I want to get into ways we think the Fantastic Four could get in. A little Ant-Man 3. And then what Josh just mentioned. I want to talk a little Thor, Love and Thunder. And maybe we come up with our own what-if scenarios or something like that. Um... Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Big Duck. Thank you, Josh. God bless. Fuck LeBron. We'll see you guys next time.
Thank you.